Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. This week we observe Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Memorial Day. I'd like to share some thoughts, some personal thoughts on this day. I've never had the opportunity to travel to visit the sites of concentration camps of Auschwitz, Treblinka, and all of those other horrible places, places of such terrible memories for our people and for the world. But I have had the opportunity to travel to a small city in Latvia called Praley. There is a memorial to the victims of the Holocaust from Praley, to the victims of the slaughter that took place and of the Jewish members of the community in the year 1941, the Jewish residents of Praley. There is a memorial to those victims in the old Jewish cemetery in this town. And it is a place which to me personally carries all of the meaning that some of the more well-known sites of horror and sites of tragedy have to our people as a whole and to the world as a whole. And that's because when you talk about the Holocaust, you don't talk just about numbers of six million Jews and so many million more of other individuals who were slaughtered by the Nazis. But when you talk about the Holocaust, you talk also about names, about individuals. And in this particular case, in this cemetery in Praley, underneath the Holocaust memorial that has been built there, there are the names of those who were killed in 1941 in the massacres. And among those names are the names of my great uncle, Shail de Bruchen Zichonoli Vracha, his children, my father's first cousins, and his grandchildren, the second cousins that I never had the opportunity to meet, and more importantly, that never had the opportunity to grow and to live their lives in freedom, in peace, and in health. How I ended up going to Praley is a very, very long story, and I tell some of it in my book, and I've spoken about it many times. I don't want to give the whole story here. Suffice it to say that I had the opportunity to find out some genealogical information from the archives in Latvia, and we were able to actually solve the mystery of what happened to the brother that we understood had been, had remained in Europe when the other siblings, my grandfather, his brother, and his sister, came to the United States. We found out that information and found out the story of the massacre in Praley, which took place in 1941, some 30 years or more after my great-uncle's siblings had come to the United States. Why he chose to stay, we don't know. We can surmise that it might have to do with the fact that he was a very religious Jew, religiously observant Jew, while the rest of the family had drifted away from that and he felt more comfortable pursuing that life in the old country, so to speak. It may be that as the oldest child, he felt an obligation to the parents, to my great-grandparents, and there might have been other reasons as well. We know that my grandfather and presumably both of his siblings came to the United States partly because they were 
involved in anti-Tsarist political action, and this was a way to get away from the situation in Russia, in Latvia. But uh, we don't even know that for sure. It's actually what prompted them to come. But we know that they did. So several years ago, when I had this opportunity to travel to Latvia, and I was on the way to Praley in a car with a guide and a driver, I thought a lot about what I would say, what I would say to my great uncle, so to speak, as I stood at the memorial. And one of the things that occurred to me as we were driving was a line from a movie that my kids particularly loved at the time. Movies called Lilo and Stitch. It's a Disney movie. And in this movie, one of the characters talks about the Hawaiian word for family, which is ohana, and says ohana means family, and family means nobody left behind. I kept thinking about that, of why had my great uncle been left behind? Why didn't he have the opportunity, or why didn't he take the opportunity to come to this country? But as I stood at the memorial and I thought about that line, I realized that in a symbolic way, we were bringing him back into the circle of the family 70 years after this horrendous tragedy, 70 years too late, but at the same time keeping his memory as part of the family. It's impossible for me to comprehend what it must have been like. I've read all the books. I've read seen movies, we've all heard testimony, but we can't, we can't possibly comprehend what it was like. Those of us who did not live through this period, did not, were not among the survivors of the Holocaust, can't possibly understand the stories that we hear. We have to hear them, we have to listen, we have to try to comprehend, but we can't. And even now today, as I read the accounts by survivors of the city of Praley, just like all the other survivors, I just, I shake my head and, and can't comprehend the evil, the depravity, the violence, the hatred that brought this about. We need to remember, we need to remember the victims of the Holocaust, we need to honor those who survived. And we need to do that, as so many have taught, by not only committing ourselves to our people, but committing ourselves to see that never again means not never again just for the Jews, but never again for anybody in the world. And I recognize the fact that that's a statement that's made by many Holocaust survivors. But there are many who come out of the experience, perhaps so cynical, so skeptical of the potential goodness of human beings, and you can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. People who went through that experience, people who survived, or reading the accounts of those who were murdered and those who were slaughtered, I understand how the idea of dreaming of a better world, of believing in a better world and believing in the ultimate goodness or potential goodness of human beings is impossible. 
But I think that's where our experience, and I speak about myself and the millions of American Jews who are descendants of those who came to this country, that's where I think we have to tell our stories. I don't know what prompted my grandfather to come to the United States specifically. Again, I can speculate, but I can't know specifically. But I do know that by coming here, he enabled his children and his grandchildren to grow up in a better place, to survive, to thrive, to embrace life, to embrace our Jewish tradition in a way that would have been impossible for those who stayed. And as much as I feel that we need to honor the memory of the victims of the Holocaust, as much as I believe that we have to honor their memory, recognize their sacrifice, and stand up for our people, I also think we have to honor the fact that our lives have been different. As I've always told this story, and as again I wrote in, in my book, The Long Way Around, Stories and Sermons from a Life's Journey, I will always honor the memory of my great-uncle Shiel and my first cousins and my second cousins, my father's first cousins and my second cousins, as well as all of those whose names I don't know, whose names I'm not connected with personally. But at the same time, I want to honor the courage that it took for those who were able to leave years before, in many cases, who endured difficult times coming to this country and who gave me and others in my generation the opportunity to grow up in a wonderful world of freedom, of liberty, and being able to, to grow in a country, in a diverse nation, which respects who we are, which respects what it means to be a Jew, and to have all of the potential that we have in front of us. I didn't, quote, deserve any of that. I didn't do anything to deserve it. But I'm not going to apologize for it. The life that those of us who are the grandchildren, children, great-grandchildren of those who came to this country to escape persecution, or as it turned out, to escape persecution, even though they might not have seen it coming when they first came here. Our lives have been blessed. And as much as we must honor the victims of the Holocaust and honor their memory, we need to take a moment out as well to recognize the blessings that many of us have received. Blessings that we didn't earn, but blessings that came to us. And we must do the most with those blessings. So on this Holocaust Memorial Week, I think about my family, and I think about all of those millions who were slaughtered at the hands of the Nazis. And I also think about those who came here and enabled me and so many others like me to live the life that we've lived. Until next time, thank you.